Good morning from the geeky side. This is your host with the most, Will Nix, and my co-host, Tyra. Tyra, how are you doing? I'm fine, but I'm the hostess with the mostest. You're the hostess with the mostest. I just didn't want to take your title away from you, so I had to let you say it yourself. <laughs> so tell me, Tyra, what's up in the geeky side of the world for you this morning? What's up? I'm up. So. Oh, um, my gosh, yes. I am not a morning person. No, you're not. And for some reason, we decide to record in the mornings. Yes, we have. I think it's because, well, we're sh- think, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's, I, yeah. I need coffee stat. So if somebody wants to procure that for me and bring it here, that would be great. Welcome to your free ad on the geeky side. Please right. bring Tyra some Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> Please, or go downstairs and use my French press for me. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Just make her some coffee. <laughs> yes, coffee is awesome. So I am running on water and that's uh, not good. yogurt. That's it. Okay. So that's that's what's happening in my house. What's happening in yours? Oh, yeah. Let's see. Halloween candy hangover. Um, mm. Surviving this weekend. Everybody's been sick, but we're all getting better. It's just been one of those. It's been a, it's been a week. How about that? It's been a week. I understand. How did how did Robin Hood go over? It went very well. Uh, no issues there. Awesome. And uh, everyone loved the boys, Dr. Horrible. Called oh, him very good. spot on. He even got recognized. He felt very good about that. That's awesome. They looked great. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, awesome time. We had a good time here, too. Uh, of course, we live next door to the neighbors with the full-size candy. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they put us all to shame, but they have a huge hill. But uh, They make we, it earn that candy. They do. <laughs> but uh, had a good time. A cu- uh, our friends Rachel and Jesse joined us, and they dressed up as Wreck-It Ralph, and I can't remember. I the- saw that because, they, you know, for someone who comes to see you all the time, she lives right down the street from me. So, Rachel, hello. <laughs> Well, you know, she really stays with Jesse a lot, and he does not live near you. No, he does not. So or, I, but I can give her a hard time. I agree. I always. Yes. So what's your geeky side of news today? Well, we had the launch of Captain Marvel's international trailer, um, the first teaser, which is really interesting. If you take a look at it, it definitely plays the international market, more of the international feel. It doesn't have that 90s look to it as much. So – it's going to be real interesting now that you know we talked last week about Wonder Woman being postponed, and now we're DC is letting the door open for a big female superhero to come into the Marvel universe and really kick some butt. Um, I'm excited. It, the movie looks really good. I I, I love. I, I tell you, technology's come so far. The young version, young looking versions of Samuel L. Jackson and other you know other characters. It's amazing what they've done. So much better than it used to be. Oh my gosh! Isn't it? I mean, CGI? It's it's scary how far it's come. I'm looking forward to it. it. It sounds amazing. I'm hoping that those who don't know the history will yes. not balk at it being a woman character now. It's uh, been a woman character. I mean, when Ms. Marvel has taken on the Captain Marvel mantle, that mantle, Captain Marvel, I mean, it, 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 that's, it's a title. It can be anybody. Right. But I'm not sure how many that I are know, not but- comic book fans know that. Right, they just think Captain Marvel, and they also think Shazam. They also go to the old, the, the old United Comics became a DC character, and yes. they think Shazam, which is a totally different character. Yes, so it's, that it's, is it's, very it's, kind of, it's confusing as a nerd, as, as a geek here of comic books, because I mean, I grew up with Captain Marvel, Shazam, and then I, there was uh, Ms. Marvel, who was a, who's also another DC character, and then there was Ms. Marvel of the the Marvel universe, and then Captain Marvel, and then just uh, the names get kind of confusing. But funny enough, guess who won that fight? Marvel won that fight, so they got the title Captain Marvel. <laughs> seems seems reasonable, I think. But yeah, uh, well, it's, it's you know, it's it's an interesting story if you ever look at the the battles there, and and, and we actually went to the Supreme Court, so it's it's really interesting. Awesome! I had no idea that that we had gone to the Supreme Court over that, so that is 
in terms hey, of who owned it? Uh, in terms of what had happened was back in when Superman launched, they uh, DC launched. Um, there, it was the launch of Superman. Well, United Comics comes along and launches. I think it's United. People can't correct me. Um, launched Cap, Captain Marvel, Shazam. They launched that character. Well, DC sues them out of business because Captain Marvel Shazam was outselling them ten to one. It was beating Superman to ground, and so they, they goes all the way to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court, yes, you stole Superman and turned him into this character, which is complete bull. If you know any of the histories of either of the character. But so later on, they buy the rights to Shazam. So they introduce him as Shazam. But by that time, guess what? We have Captain Marvel in the Marvel Universe, who's a totally Captain Marvel. And so you have this whole different kind of character, and it becomes another issue. And then Marvel wins that the title fight there. So I'm confused. Are you confused? I'm completely confused because it took a long time to you know for me to even kind of get my head around it. Well, and I think the other thing that happens with comics and is they'll do like alternate universes or oh, yes. reboot while still having the old boot, or slightly steal each other's characters every once in a while and just turn the you know he wears purple instead of green now. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. It's it's entirely true, but uh, I love it. But sometimes it is confusing, especially if you comic didn't books. grow up while they it's, were coming out. Oh yeah, it's it's comic books are the hardest thing to keep up with, in my opinion, when it comes to any kind of storyline. Because if you didn't start off with the ground with them, then you have no idea what's going on. Yes, it's just. So, I mean, I have that problem because yeah, I didn't. I read some comic books, uh, Batman particularly, when I was growing right. up. But even there, I would get confused. Oh, yeah, because yeah, like 19 other storylines going on at the same time. It's like, what's going on here? Well, it's, it's like the old joke my friend used to make about Spider-Man. You know, you had the amazing Spider-Man, the spectacular Spider-Man, the super Spider-Man, all these different names of Spider-Man. And my friend goes, yeah, those are the things that Mary Jane calls him in bed. So- <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, God rest your soul. That was one of your best jokes. So- that is. That is awesome. <laughs> so. That's how you explain the different Spider-Mans to me. Makes sense. I'll I'll go for it. And by the way, the word of today from my mouth is obviously awesome. So uh-huh. uh, Stephen okay. King would be very upset with me. <laughs> yes, he hates that word. He hates that word. But yep. it's such a great word. I'll try it not is. to use that word. Um, so my piece of news, well, my first piece of news, and then we have a kind of like a jumbled piece that we'll share together, okay. is um, Bad Boys. No. Three. The, no. Oh, the 90s are coming back with a it's full t- rage. Hey, hey, hey. That second movie was 2003. Yeah, well, the first movie was in, it was in, what, 98? 95. 95, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Some, and no one really remembers Bad Boys 2. Let's just be honest. <laughs> hey, it made money, though. It did. They all made money. It, 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 the Bruckenheimer films, those were some kick-butt films. I love them. I mean, they're just oh, fun yeah. films. Oh, they are. Fun 90 movie. Fun, fun 90s theme type movies, yeah. Yeah, so Michael Bay directed the first two. Uh, Some reports that he might jump in again, (laughs) but that didn't come to fruition. So now it's like seeing what's happening. There were some points about it in 2014, but um, this one is from uh, Will Smith's mouth. Hey, I'm just glad to see him and Martin Lawrence together again because I always thought they were a great duo. Yeah. I agree. But he says, no, we're back and they're going to do it. And it's really funny if you look at an old picture from like the first one. Yes. <laughs> Will Smith there, looks well, amazingly the same. Yes. Martin Lawrence. Lawrence doesn't. Doesn't. <laughs> one of us aged well and had lots of money and the other one didn't. 
<laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know about the money. I think Martin Lawrence is probably still okay, but um, it's still okay. But he's not doing Will Smith okay. Very few people are doing Will Smith okay. That's true. Martin, Will Smith has done very well for himself, but it's like you look at it, you're like Martin. You need to eat a hamburger in the first one. And then, yes. Hey, put the hamburger down, son. That's well, you know, we can all say that. Hey, hey I, put, I have to put my hamburgers down. That's true. Take That's the true. buns off my burgers. Will has done a fabulous job of becoming less of a man. That's right. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm have to break out Disney songs. We're going to make, make a man out of me here in a minute. Oh, that was Let's good. Let's get down to business. Oh, Lord, this is not Broadway. This is a podcast. Hey, you know what? It gets people laughing. I don't care. So there we go. But my next piece of news, because um, all of a sudden it dawned on me, this thing that I'm not at this weekend. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm. It was kind of heartbroken. I, I had an opportunity to go to BlizzCon, and I just couldn't. Um, I, so. wait, I've been better off not going because of all the outrage, so keep going. <laughs> I don't know. I missed the March yeah. of the Murlocs. Oh, God. <laughs> that was perfect. So uh, they actually planned this beforehand. Uh, Hundreds of people with Murloc onesies. It's coming to Dragon Con. People just wait for it. It's I know. Here is the March. Of, the Murloc hats were great. A couple of years back, my buddy got one, um, and and people would just walk past us going, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> "What the heck?" <laughs> just just walking past. <laughs> I can't imagine a, an entire army of these people. Yeah. So if you don't play World of Warcraft, Murlocs is uh, one of the running little creatures from there, and it's a running joke. Um, and they're just these little aggravating creatures but they're hilarious kill them kill them all and they're cute like when they're they have some baby quest when they're baby quest and they are so freaking adorable um i have stuffed murlocs i have murloc funko pops there we go (laughs) i do not have a murloc onesie and nor do i want one (laughs) oh no 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 my son might though i have to get alexandra murloc onesie (laughs) oh that's well yeah, he's the he's he's body and age appropriate. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We're, we're we're onesie shaming this morning. <laughs> we are onesie shaming. I am sorry for onesie shaming. I'm also sorry for the sound that just happened in the background. <laughs> yeah, something just died back there. <laughs> so um, you'll get it in our show notes, uh, and you can too hit the play button and have it uh, be very loud in the background. Um, one of the other things that came out is that there's going to be an Overwatch cereal from Kellogg. Right. Re- very odd there. <laughs> so, so Overwatch, the cereal. Don't start your day on an empty stomach. Get into the daily groove by boosting your oh breakfast with. <laughs> Good grief. If that game didn't have enough oversaturation right now anyway. Well, there you go. But... <laughs> So I Did we ever get imagine. a World of Warcraft cereal? I mean, I don't remember having Merlite breakfast cereal. I mean, come on. No, but that would be kind of not good. No. <laughs> so, um, the other thing is um, WoW Classic is coming out. Uh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. It's summer really 2019. Am. Both of us started playing during uh, Vanilla, the original issue yes. of the game. Yes. Uh, and it was hard. It was, <laughs> it was epic and painful. Different. And different. And very and, different. Uh, walking for days. I mean, you just, you just, oh hey, I, I, as someone who started on EverQuest and on Ultima and playing those kind of games and then moving to World of Warcraft, which was much sleeker for, you know, even back then. Yeah. It still was such an, I mean, I hate to use the word, but time suck. You, you, it was like going into a Vegas, you know, a Vegas ca- casino and not realizing 24 hours have passed. 
Yes, and that's after Blizzard improved upon some mm-hmm. of the mechanics from EverQuest. Yes, yes. So um had an old friend who beta tested um, WoW and then had a friend that worked for EverQuest. Couldn't break her NDA, of course, but looked right. at him and said, you guys have got to work on usability and i think yeah. that's really what made wow wow is that it is oh it came it became anyone could play it yeah and it went from being a hardcore gamers game to anyone can play and right. that was their big breakout yeah I, and it's certainly more so that now that's what i love about wow but wow classic 2019 is coming in summer 2019 For dedicated um, people there who want to want a challenge and want to waste all your time wow classic wow is classic. for you so we will see um, that, um, I don't know, I probably will step back into it, but I have some not so great memories of trying to get myself to oh, gosh. grade level by myself. So uh-huh. uh, that was, we'll, we'll leave that over there. The other thing they're redoing is Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yeah, you know what, that just tells you the success of that storyline, because Warcraft 3 is where you get the Lich King and you, you get that introduction of that character. Well, and... and I- I think esports are part of the reason. Yes, and I, I guarantee you, uh, uh, my my team will be playing it here soon. Right, and I think yeah. that you know, Dada is what a lot of the guys I played with called it, and mm-hmm. they still have tournaments in Korea with yes. this old old game, StarCraft Two. Yeah, their so. game Blizzard Blizzard has, I mean, milked if, in a good way, in a good way. I mean, really put to use their older games, and I honestly. It's going to keep going. Esports is launching. My team had its first victories this week. I know, and he said they're not going to win. And what did they do? They won, and we. And I, I'm glad to be wrong. Now my JV got their butts kicked, so that was funny. Um, but they got us four scholarships. I'm going to have to get, shout out to Play VS scholarship four of my kids this week. That's awesome. We like yep. to. Uh, yep. Sorry, Stephen King. I feel like I should apologize to Stephen King this whole entire episode. This uh, episode is brought to you by Stephen King. Going, that's not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find the article and link it in the show notes where he said it was a terribly overword used and we need to stop. It, it's considered the most overly used word in America, actually, by by Americans. It's like you automatically know an American when they go, that's awesome, man. Well, I'm, there I, like I am. I, you know, find me another word. Totally tubular, um, dude. Just doesn't work, all right? No, <laughs> let's not go back there. No. <laughs> so uh, last piece of BlizzCon news is uh, Diablo Immortal. Um, could you, okay, all right, duck, fanboys are throwing stuff at us now. Get down. Down, down, down. Down. And there was some unrest even there. Oh, some, man. Yeah, somebody. They did not like that. They, uh, they had some unkind words to the developers, and I have some feelings on that. I mean, I certainly understand asking poignant questions, but, um. Getting angry and virulent and just ready to destroy? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he did that, but, um. No, I'm kidding. I'm not, a little hyperbole. You just have to understand that developers are doing they have to make money yeah they have to well not only have to make money they're doing what you know higher ups yeah that's what i'm talking about they have to be they've been told yeah well look this is i want to say this is the fortnite fortnite has gone it's fully mobile and they're wanting something to compete there on that line and you know overwatch and all the and even some of their own in-house games have more of a mobile reach they need this they really do. If they want Diablo to continue, they need it. And, I, and I've said it before. I don't think it'll be long before we see a version of World of Warcraft mobile. I think we'll see something. I don't know what it will be. Um, maybe certain aspects of the game. But right. I, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to play it. Um, I came into Diablo doing Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. and uh, I'm old school back in the day, folks. Right. Diablo. 
And I totally respect that. I, I wasn't playing back then. So. Right. But I'm excited for it. I think that they learned stuff with Hearthstone. Hearthstone yeah. is very, very popular and very successful oh. for them. I, uh, I, could, I had to stop playing it, though. I had to stop. Oh, no. Well, it just it became, too, it became pay to win. Oh. And it just, that just drives me. You, know, you and I have had this. We, yeah. Let us talk. Tyra and I have had this, not debate. We've actually, we both agree about the microtransaction side of the business and how we feel. I think we, we kind of agree that it it has done some damage to gaming. And, I, and to me, that it was it was heavily microtransactioned. And it, it oh. got to where it just wasn't mm. fun. See, and I didn't feel that way. But mm. I also, I don't, I rarely play uh, player. Uh, versus player in Hearthstone. Right. I right. like the uh, story ones that they do. Yeah, like the it, it, adventures. It, 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 I right, like those. The adventures. Those are good. But I'm talking about when you, but the, in certain aspects of the game, you have to do some PvP, and are you used to have to do some PvP because it's been about a year since I've played, and it just got to where it was just it was repetitive. Mm. I, I don't play enough for that to be a problem. No. Okay. Well, so. you know. I did, God. <laughs> I think it's Magic the Gathering, but uh-huh. on a mobile device. Oh, it is. It's Magic. It, it, they, 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 they did a great job of going, you know that Magic the Gathering thing? Yeah, that's pretty cool, but let's make that mobile. Let's make that mobile. And they awesome job. So I'm yeah. hoping that um, even though we're not getting new Diablo 3 content, that Diablo Immortal will be awesome and people will accept that. And then hopefully yep. next up, uh, they'll have something new for us. But they're notorious for taking forever with Diablo. Oh, they're notorious for taking forever for, with everything. That's true. And that, and I respect that in some ways because... They t- launched a good game instead of do. launching a bad game. Yeah. You know, they they want it to be complete. And I appreciate that. That's why I have... Um, I really like Blizzard. So. Well, Star, as a StarCraft fan, look how long we had to wait. Uh, I mean, that's true. Gosh. Still have so. not played StarCraft. That's on my list. Shame. I know. Geek shame. Geek shame. So our topic for the week is the geeky side of reading and writing. Ooh. I know. It well. Sounds, it sounds very academic. <laughs> it does, but it's not. It's all about enjoying something in, in the universe that it creates. And as a lit, former lit teacher, now a computer science teacher, I'll still always be a literature teacher at heart. It's interesting. It's it's books you would lo- it's books you love for different reasons and characters you love for different reasons. And I'd like to talk about an author that's very popular, but it, funny enough, a lot of people don't know about him. And it's my favorite author is Christopher Moore. Um, Tyra, have you ever read Christopher Moore? I have not, and <gasps> I, I, I know. I but you said I could borrow one of your books. Yes, I've got to bring all. I'm going to bring you all my books. Um, oh lord! Because it, it 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 it's one of those you you just like I got to have more. I got to consume more. I was introduced to him back in 2010. Um, a friend of mine, 2011, excuse me, 2011. A friend of mine said, "Here, read this," and he had been published, gosh, since you know the late 90s, and it was uh, his book Lamb, which is this. <laughs> it's a second. It's another gospel of Christ. Um. By his his childhood best friend Biff, <laughs> so it is a very funny take, and I want to read something his introduction to the book. It's uh, his. It's called the author's blessing. Just share that real quick. If you have come to these pages for laughter, may you find it. If you are here to be offended, may your ire rise and your blood boil. If you seek an adventure, may the story sing you away to blissful escape. If you need to test or confirm your beliefs, may you reach comfortable conclusions. All books reveal perfection, but what they are are what they are not. May you find that which you seek, and these pages are outside them. May you find perfection and know it name. And it was so really good. And so, and that, but and that really addresses all the issues of the book because he he's he's not a Christian, ah. and he's not writing an anti 
Christian book, it's a humorous look at the childhood years, which we don't know about Christ. And my buddy, who is a youth minister, and I love this book because it is so funny. And actually, parts of it you're going, that could happen. Yeah, that could happen. A childhood Christ who, you know, a childhood, and they call him Josh. You have Josh and Biff. And talking about their early years together and how they traveled and how they learned together and how he came to recognize himself as the Messiah and just a very, a very funny way of looking at it without really getting offensive. And it's just so, so wrong. <laughs> Some of it. He goes, well, so what's sin like? And, and, and Biff just replies, sticky. <laughs> it's kind of sticky. Sticky. <laughs> And so, and they have a lot of fun with you know classic parts of you know of certain very you know biblical stories. The three, the Magi, Philip follows really into that. Gets into a lot of other just biblical stories. So, what's really great is he's talking about. He uses this the story of the bunnies with Easter, and we all in in, in Christians and Easter. It's all it's a really a really funny story. But he he has he has Josh sitting there. Going, you know what? When people think of me, I just want to think about the bunnies. And he's just sitting there petting this little cute bunny over there, and it's just like. Wow, you get it. <laughs> you really get it. And he he traveled all through Israel, and it was a dangerous time for him to do it. He he went and did his research, and he did it without trying to be overly offensive. That's but at good. the same time, he didn't hold. But he at the same time, he didn't hold back on a good joke. You know, um, the way they handled the angel of the Lord is perfect. Um, these innocent, just sweet. What you think of angels and just goes full after them hard. It just and it's very funny. And so, if you ever get a chance to read any of his books, I, I always like to suggest Lamb. But any of his books are amazing, and I've I've read them all. And it's just it's good work. Oh, I look forward to it. I actually took a pic, uh, peek over at his Twitter page. Oh, it's hilarious. It is hilarious. But he also has your daily affirmation. Yes, he does. I love it. So uh, today's daily affirmation is, today I practice conservation using no product without thought to its consequences to the earth. I recycle and repurpose objects to avoid waste and harm to the environment. Mm -hmm. In an effort to conserve valuable energy, I spend much of the day on the couch. Yes, yes. Um, A funny story about him and me on Twitter. Back about four years ago, he blocked me on Twitter. (laughs) What did you do? He was having a contest about uh, rewriting Shakespeare. He was not a real contest, but it's kind of like a funny one-upsman game on who could um, make Shakespeare more offensive. And I won, and he didn't like it. Uh, So (laughs) I I really made Shakespeare offensive. He had some really good lines about Romeo and Juliet, and he had rewritten some of the soliloquies into the Twitter format, of course. And I took one, and I shortened shortened up Hamlet to be – to be – or not to be, f it. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, Ophelia, we're out of here. And then you got blocked. And then I got blocked. But then he reached. My wife reached out to him. It was really funny. A great little story about Christmas a couple years back because she knew I was a huge fan. He got a letter from him for me. Got me some uh, clothes designed. Aww. He allowed all this in exchanges for pictures of me wearing wearing the shirts and stuff that she had made. With all his quotes, because he doesn't make he doesn't make money off his stuff like that. He doesn't sell merchandise. Okay. So he was really cool to let Laura. He actually gave Laura permission, sent a letter to the company to have her make me shirts. Oh, that was nice. Now, did he Isn't unblock that really you? Cool? Oh yes. Well, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I, I keep inviting him to DragonCon every year because I think he is missing a golden opportunity because he writes um, historical fiction. He also writes sci-fi fantasy. He writes vampire horror stories, but they're all comedy. And he he's got such a broad-reaching audience that he would make a fortune at DragonCon, and he just doesn't like to leave the San Francisco Bay Area. Oh well, you know I understand that some people like yeah, where just, they that's are. Their, 
it's who he is. But at the same time, I'm like, you should come and really – because there's so many people who don't know who he is. He's a New York Times bestselling author, but at the same time, he's one of those under-the-radar doesn't – he's great at self-promotion but not. But he likes his fan base, so he's very communicating. He's, he's had a website since the beginning back in 98, and he would talk to you via that. He was on AOL, and now he's on Facebook and Twitter and all these other things. But he was, he's very much about talking to his fans. That's great. I think that's and that's hard sometimes for authors. They, oh, it, you oh, know, yeah. we're a uh, a quiet, sometimes introverted bunch. That's like, oh my god, you want me to talk to people? Right. And what's so funny is he's such extrovert. Like you look on his Twitter page, he's such an extrovert socially, uh, like on social media. But I think you're right, though. I think he truly is an introverted heart. Yeah, I think most of us really are. I think we we put on the fake hat. It's yeah. not really fake, but I mean the put on the mask. You put on the mask. You got to go outside. Got to be with people. I know that's my day, though. <laughs> Routine. <laughs> I don't like you. Go away. <laughs> yes, yes. That, that, mm. <laughs> but buy well, my book. I promise to read Christopher Moore, and I will start with whatever book Thank you want you. me to. Lamb. I think you should start with Lamb. Okay, so I'll start with Lamb. Once I read Lamb, we'll report back. Yes. And I'll let you know. All right. Well, Tara, tell me uh, some authors that you want to talk about this morning. Well, I actually chose two oldies but goodies. Um, the first of which is... Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes. <gasps> I love him. I do too. And it comes out of this fascination from my childhood of detectives. And we're going to do a, a, a podcast on detectives in the future. Right. I just, I, whether it was Ellery Queen or Sherlock Holmes or Agatha Christie, mm-hmm. a whole cast of characters, it didn't matter. I loved mysteries. But they yeah. were big when we were kids, too. The murder mystery was they a were. huge thing. It, you, know, you and I aren't that far apart in age. And so, I mean, our, our generation was raged with murder mystery. Right. We had a lot of TV shows. And it's really the beginning of the procedurals with police. Mm-hmm. And then also, you, on top of that, you had your standard mysteries. And right. I remember watching um, PBS. Yes. And seeing Agatha Christie movies and seeing. Oh, yeah, yes, right. Yes, and Mar- Miss Marple and mm-hmm. just amazing stuff. And I think the whole reviving now of yes. both of those, but particularly Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Um, that has just been wonderful. Will and I were doing some research before we came on air about when Holmes fell into the public domain. Because when you copyright, whether it's music or a book or whatever, it the copyright has an expiration date. And once that happens, stuff goes into the public domain. And yep. you can't do things. Um, Margaret Mitchell's family did some things with Gone with the Wind in a book called Scarlet yep. to keep it in... Uh, keep it from going public domain. Keep yep. it from going public domain. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, though, most of Doyle's work is in the public domain. Anything published before 1923 in the U.S. is in the public domain. And then the rest of it falls out in um, 2022, I think. Yes. But yep. everything's yep. already in the public domain in Britain. So what's in the public it, domain where? Depends. Depends on where you are. And also what's really fascinating is that you're, we're getting all these different stories, but the Doyle family has done a very good job of keeping making keeping their fortune alive by keeping the character alive. Absolutely. And we know – like the first time I kind of had exposure to that was The Next Generation. Very good. Ep- yep. Awesome episode on Star Trek where they were on the hollow deck. And they became the Sherlock Holmes characters. They did Yeah, that. yeah Data, Data and Jordy were uh, Holmes and Watson. It was and- awesome. It was. And what was really even better is they had a really good villain from the show. I mean, Moriarty comes on, and it's one of my favorite villain 
subplots because it's Moriarty discovering humanity. Yes. And it's a re- almost a redemption for his character. It, it was just amazing what they did with it. and they But they got in trouble with... Um, they did. Shamey, shamey. <laughs> yes, yes. And so then there was some money and then there's some... Well, and then it solves all that problem. It does. Because <laughs> then we got action figures of them. Yes. <laughs> yes Holmes we did. and Watson. <laughs> so, yep. um, definitely some, you know, and that certainly, I thought, started this kind of revival of Holmes and interest in him. And I had been reading him before that. And The Hound of the Baskervilles was. It pretty much is everybody's launching place. It is. I, I, and I wonder if it was connected to. Um, a class. I wonder if somewhere in I high bet. school I, I, I had bet to a read high school it. Teacher. Yeah, I bet you had to read it in school because I, I had to read different home stories in school. I can't tell you which class and when. But also it was it was such – I hate to use the word safe literature, but teachers didn't mind showing us episodes of classics. I grew up with uh, Basil Rathbone. Yes. And he is one of my favorite interpretations of the character, the, one of the classical interpretation. And we wish to be shown that. I'd watch it with my dad at home because it was old black and white where it was serials during the, you know, uh, the, the age of the age of film. Right. And, they'd, you know, you'd go watch this 15, 20 minute serial, but then you'd come home and, or the movies. And they also made movies as well. But it was kind of like that with the Three Stooges and other things like that that were just public domain at that time on television. Right. And well, originally, Holmes's stories were serialized. Yes. So, yeah, they were, they were newspaper. I mean, it was in newspaper series. They were a newspaper series. So it was definitely very different. I don't, I don't know if Doyle... He's also a character he hated. I was about to say that. I, I don't know that Doyle ever really fell in love with Holmes no, he, the way he, the mean, rest of us have. <laughs> well, he, he killed him. Yeah. I mean, and he killed him for a long time, and there was such outrage in England at the time. And it was in, in the point of he got broke, <laughs> which always <laughs> seems to happen with people with authors. He got broke and brought him back, and it was a huge deal. Yeah, and the, well, fa- the power of fans, even back then. Well, and I'm sorry he got broke, but I'm super glad he brought him back because we still oh, got yeah. some amazing stuff the second time around. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, I mean, we, honestly, we know the Moriarty stories. We know those stories. But the stuff afterwards is some of the stuff people even know more. Yes. And so, yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very interesting. So what I did, um, I'm going to link it in the show notes as well, but I had, uh, I tried some free, because this is in the public domain, I got yes. some free Kindle ones, and they were just not good. So this one that I'm going to link is actually a really good, uh, pretty much comprehensive collection uh, of most of the stories, and the shorts, not only the novels, but the short stories, and it's on Kindle, and it's formatted well, uh, and it's 99 cents, so it's not, it's just a little yeah, bit above free. And it, 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 what it really means is that somebody took the time to format it. That's yes. what that 99 cents is. I mean, yes. someone took the time to format this for you, and, and it's worth it. And I, enjoy I, it. So, enjoy it, true. And Agatha Christie is, I, I refer to Agatha Christie as, like, the original originator of the uh, cozy mystery yeah, I, with Miss Marple, I hate to say, it's going to say it's, it's going to sound wrong, but I don't mean it to. But she really put the the importance of the paperback. Oh, yeah. I always picture her as a paperback author, and, and not in, and not in a bad way. It's the fact that everybody could pick up her books. Oh yeah, no, I I think so as well. I'm in and cozies are like small town. Yeah, it's definitely it's what gets us. Um, Murder, She Wrote, it's what gets yes. us just to, uh, the Cat Who series. All of yep. those would be considered kind of cozy-ish. And Agatha Christie really is the queen of that. And but at the same time, she's still a smart writer. Oh, yeah. And, not, and not, good not, not dumb, Without dumbing down. Without right. dumbing it down. Well, yeah. cozies don't have to be dumbed down. I mean, right. I, I, I'm talking, you know what I'm talking about, the, the, the literature snobs out there. 
who would go, well, uh, oh, that's that's cute, you know, the, the and, and pet at it, and you're going, no, it's still real good writing, even though it's approachable. Yes. Yes. And and, and she certainly did two, two different types. I mean, uh, Herco Perlo versus Miss Marple were oh my gosh two different types of mysteries and two different yes. types of characters, and and with Perot you get you know the procedural in many yep. ways, and in uh, Miss Marple you get the cozy. And so it's just amazing. And her stuff is still being done. Uh, there's an awesome website for hers that, um, uh, that has the, it's over 200 stories that she wrote. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be on my list of, of one of the, I have like a bucket list of reading. And one of them was reading all of Sherlock Holmes. So I did that a couple of years ago. And uh, I think Agatha is going to be on my next list, but you can also look at some of the classic films that have been done. They've been, mm-hmm. I haven't seen the new movie. I feel horrible about this. I haven't either, though. I haven't had time. Uh, it's just something Luna. movies. I know. I and know. I love him. He's one of my favorite directors and actors, and I haven't seen it, and I'm completely disappointed in myself. I'm shaming myself here. Well, so that's, so I've, I've, let's go back to Holmes for just a second. Yes. Because it's a good question to ask. What are your What is your favorite modern interpretation, which we all are, you know, the answer to that, and what is your favorite classic <laughs> interpretation of the character? Um. Classic is definitely Robert Downey Jr. I just you like I, that for the period piece. I do well, and I think he, I think he really embodies in that sense of Holmes as an addict, and also the sense of whimsy. Yes, he has that. He is he is such a brilliant actor, and yes, I agree. I, I think the whimsy is definitely what he embodies. I agree. He, he he touches on the addiction very well. Don't get me wrong, but there's such a whimsical approach. He ta- he doesn't take the humor out of the character, which yeah. sometimes you see. Right, and I think like my favorite modern interpretation, uh, which is elementary, mm-hmm. uh, is he. There is not a whimsy. Right. You know, whereas with Downey, there definitely is a whimsy. What I like about Elementary, and I have just blanked on the gentleman who plays um, Holmes in it. I just, uh, yep, I was about to look it up because I forgot his name too. I did too. So you're going to look and I'm going to talk and we'll find that out. But what I love about that character is actually how he plays him as an addict. Right. And plays him as a modern day addict and talks about addiction and talks about what it does to you. And here's this man who is, you know, amazingly intelligent and yet is still an addict. Right. And so I think that his portrayal of it breaks. Johnny Lee Miller. Yeah, Yeah, Johnny Johnny Lee Miller. That's it. How could I forget that beautiful man's name? But (laughs) He is pretty. He is nice looking. He's also got Lucy Lewis Watson, so I can't – she's very pretty. (laughs) (laughs) But I like – and I like her interpretation of Watson as well. Right. Um, and that caught a lot of controversy at first. Yes. Well, there's a lot of gender bends. Yeah. On that I, I, I'm, not, I'm not one of those who get upset at that kind of stuff because their title's not, you know, I, especially when you're trying to do a modern spin on something. Right. So, so, but what I like about both of them is really how they play them, play him as an addict. Even though when you go back and you read the books, it's not as prominent as I remember it. Really? Yeah. Well, um, what I find fascinating, my, my favorite interpretations, I, I made one was Basil Rathbone. Yes, because that's one I yes, grew up yes. with, and he was he was fascinating. You know, he was in all the Flynn movies back in the early Hollywood days. He also did this character forever, and it was just your classic home story. And it's where we get that line. It's elementary, dear Watson. Is you know, is that mis misuse of that line is is really him saying it, his character, the way his the actor portrayed the character. And honestly, that was Holmes for me for the longest time. And then. Robert Downey Jr. comes along. Several other actors, of course, come along and play the role. They, I, I think they do a great job. And I think I think RDJ, I, I wish they'd have made more movies, honestly, because I really enjoy, especially the first one. 
the first one was amazing from beginning to end. Um, the second one lost me a little bit because they tried to rush the Moriarty story, I thought, a little bit. Um, I'm really looking forward to the third. And I, what I loved about that, those films is I thought they – I loved the flip. You get what would have been a really interesting Jude Law as your uptight um, Sherlock Holmes and RDJ being your, your, your Dr. Dr. Watson, the, the kind of a more ga- gallant guy, and they flip it. And I think it plays so well with him being – with um, Downey being Holmes and Jude Law being Dr. Watson with that dry humor versus that really over-the-top sense of self. And yeah. I just really love, I love, I love, the, I love their chemistry. Well, and I think what Downey does with Holmes, which is different than uh, what Miller does and what a lot do is he really does take him and make him OTT and makes him so over the top. And oh, so, yeah. um, flamboyant is not the word, but just so out there. I, I, I go back to whimsy, but it's, it's even beyond whimsical in a way. I mean, I think that describes it, but it's just, he isn't, he's out there. He's a different type. It's a different Holmes when you see him. Absolutely. It, now, my favorite, my current favorite interpretation, of course, is Sherlock. Right. I love Sherlock. Benedict Cumberpatch is, is it, to me, perfect for the role. Um, the, the gentleman they have playing Watson, who I've just blanked on. Um, I'll find that out. You talk now. Okay. And so these the, these two together do so well. And what's really great is that you don't get an you don't get over sedated with how much and oversaturated with how much they put out because it's like two or three years you get a couple episodes right and they're full length stories yeah and that drives me crazy i hate the british model just so we're clear i actually like it it drives me nuts i get like four uh, hour and a half long films that are tied together but not you get you know you get the study in scarlet which is in the study in pink you get you get all the hounds of the baskervilles which to me is one their version is one of the best inter- modern interpretations of that story it just i don't know it's I just not I it's just too long between it's like i, I understand cuz uh, there was a series i watched called human human it took forever took forever i'm like ah, by the time oh, it comes back out human? i don't care anymore <laughs> being human are you talking about being human or is it human, human? i think it's I, human I'll, okay. I'll check that too but martin freeman is um martin freeman yep yeah. those two work together on everything so well they were great in the hobbit together they, they're just they're just they play off each other wonderfully and i love him as an actor yeah I've, really got a, I've got to watch more of it i've watched a few episodes and we were kind of like eh, but i've it's on my thing that I'm going to watch those before I go to two two one B in the in the spring. It's going to be interesting. It's uh, you know two 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 one B and all the other stuff that goes on. It's going to be really interesting to see. So, and I love the fact now that you know Benedict Cumberbatch is playing um, uh, Doctor Strange in the Marvel universe because he lives at one seven seven Beaker Street, which is a play off the Sherlock Holmes character. Yes, which is great. It's just it's it that's just so much and fun. And then you also have RDJ, who is another Holmes character. <laughs> Playing another brilliant man. That's true. And they have all, the, all these egos fighting against each other. <laughs> and they kind of, you just kind of go, you're just waiting for someone to go, Dr. Holmes? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> all Everybody these different people. Yeah, we're all Dr. Holmes here. <laughs> so the series I was talking about is called Humans with an S. Humans. Okay. Humans. Um, and I loved the first time, but then it was like over a Six year. Years <laughs> Six years later, you get another story. I'm like, oh, well, I don't really care anymore. So, all right. <laughs> so, well, for British TV, the only thing you can count on is a new episode of uh, Doctor Who and Christmas. So, <laughs> I, are, are they doing a Christmas episode this year? I think they're doing a Christmas launch. I'm sure they are. So we'll find out. But um, what are you reading? Practice. What are you reading now? 
Well, I'm finishing up. I reread. I, okay, uh, something about me. I don't reread a lot of authors. I actually have one or two that I've only. And Christopher Moore is really the one that I reread. It's one of those just pure joys for me. And I'm finishing up his vampire series, but um, from Blood, it's called Blood Sucking Fiends. The second one's called Bite. A second one's called You Suck. And the third one's called Bite Me. So <laughs> it's a very. Um, it, it very starts off as a um, a series as a commentary on the AIDS epidemic in the '90s in California. And it's very, very sad, but at the same time very funny. And he handles it very well. And then it moves on into these other commentaries about being a young writer in California and other issues and the other jobs that you work. Again, it, it takes itself seriously, but it doesn't. And so it's it's a good series. I, I suggest it heavily. Awesome. I'm, uh, James, what are you reading? I'm reading uh, Robin Hood, Mark of the Black Arrow from the Demon nice. Spain series. Um, there's an author friend of mine, James R. Tuck, who's uh, – been at my writers group a couple of times he came to our conference uh last year in 2017 and speaks about alpha males and i'd bought his books then and i hadn't had a chance to read them and so i it was laying on my nightstand the other night picked it up started reading it it's a retailing of robin hood and so far really enjoying it um he also wrote uh one of the series tie-ins for arrow the series to link two seasons to be the bridge uh so that was very, very time awesome. on the island. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was really excited for him for him to get to do that. So I'm reading that now, and I'm trying my best to be a good little writer and do NaNoWriMo, which is National uh, Novel Writing Month. Right. And I'm not doing well. See, I'm not much of a novelist. I haven't really got into that side of me yet because I'm waiting to write my great story, and, and, and you and I have talked about this a lot. I'm more of a poet. And yes. so I, I, I write poetry when I need when I need to write poetry, and I, I a national month to de- dedicated to writing. I wish I had time. <laughs> Gosh, I wish I had time. It's, it's like the worst time for a teacher. It is. It is. I mean, why November? <laughs> why November? Why couldn't we do this in like, like I? June? Like, I don't know. Or even like February. February, yes. You know, that November is, oh, my God, I'm behind. I've got to grade all this stuff. Because if I don't yes. grade all this stuff, then all I'm going to do during Thanksgiving is grade all this stuff. It's grade all this stuff. And then, uh, Christmas, and then Christmas is here, and you don't, no one has time to write that. No. And, but, I mean, and then January, you're starting over again. And it's just like, ah. So <laughs> I am so frustrated with myself. I'm going to try to do some catching up today and tomorrow. But uh, we'll see. I try this every year, and I have failed every year. It is a monkey on my back. And I've got to do it. I've got a book I need to finish anyway by the end of the year. And I've got another book that I really need to start writing. Um, so it's I'm, I'm frustrated with myself. Well, I mean, I, I'm barely able to get certain things able to get on. But, you know, we'll be able to do it, right? We'll be able to do it. And sure. <laughs> what? Okay, let's think about what we're going to start talking about next week. What is our big next week news? I, I have no idea. You have no idea. Shall, let's throw out some possibilities Let's you know, to our audience. We could be laughing about Trek because there's a lot to laugh about about Star Trek. We could laugh a lot about Star Wars. There's, boy, there's a lot there. Um, but really, there's so much that we could – our detectives, I mean we have so much that we could talk about. But you know, I, it being November and all, and it's Oscars time of year. This is when all the films that come out for the Oscars. That That's might be a true. good little Oscars preview. Yeah, um, we could maybe do some film talk. I don't know. Yeah, we could do some film talk. I, I, that would be a lot of fun. I just pulled um, up our uh, – I have show notes created through episode eight. And Welcome to the organized side of the geeky side because I am not back. <laughs> that would be me. I have a process. Yes, she does. So the show notes episode six document says question mark, question mark, question mark. 
Yes. But we do know that episode seven will be the geeky side of conjuration. And then after that is going to be the geeky side of gifts. I'm so excited about that. The geeky side of gifts. There we go. We just have this blatant hole in the middle. There we go. Tell us what you want to see for episode six. Yes, message us. Talk to us, please. Talk to us. We feel like we're talking to each other. Wait, that's what we're doing. That's kind of a podcast, you know I mean? It is a podcast. (laughs) And I'm still in my pajamas, ladies and gentlemen. I'm uh, close to that. You can... I don't want to know this. We do not see each other when we podcast. I just want to make that very clear. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but you can find us on the web at thegeekyside.com. And where are we in social media, Will? We are at the Geeky Side of Life on Facebook, at the Geeky Side of Life on Instagram, and at the Geeky Side of Life on Twitter. I see a, a pattern theme. and There's a theme. A theme. There's a theme there. <laughs> We want you. To, hey, we're making it easy for you to find us. And you know what, people, stop following us on Twitter. I'm tired of talking to myself. I don't know if I followed you, us on Twitter. Oh my gosh! So don't be Tyra. Don't don't be Tyra on this. And please, please follow us. Please, please follow us and tell us what you want to hear for episode right. six. Otherwise, we're going to have to come up with something, or we could just let my cat do the show. Oh my gosh, she almost did the show this morning. She did. I had to throw her out of the room. It's so sad. She's at the door. <laughs> She was scratching a moment ago. It was really sad. Yes. Well, I think that's it, and that's the time for the geeky side this morning. Tyra, get your geek on, girl. You get your geek on, and more importantly, all of you out there, go get, get your, your geek on. <laughs> yes, get your geek on. Ooh, say that. Wait, say that again. That was so. Say that again. Get your geek on. Oh, that's the voice I miss, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all have a great, great, great week. Bye, y'all.